0: He's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellotta and bellotta
1: Well hello everyone and welcome to, uh, this is episode 19 of Bolotified, the one and only podcast about event entertainment and engagement and I am here today as I am all the time with my cohort in crime, Alex Apostolini. Say hi Anthony, Alex.
0: Hi Anthony, Alex. How are you?
1: I'm well. How are you Anthony, Alex? (laughs)
0: I'm good. I'm kind of getting excited for the upcoming awards season, so much so that I freaked out last night and um, thought that I'd missed something.
1: Well, you, in any other year, you will have, you would have missed something by this point. Uh, In fact, you you would have missed the Golden Globes, which is exactly what we're going to take a few minutes and talk about, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're coming up this Sunday, the 28th. Uh, uh, There'll be uh, telecast from the Beverly Hilton, as they are every year from 5 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. It's a little later on the East Coast, 8 to 11 p.m. on NBC. So, so, you know, as long as you don't go to sleep tonight and not wake up until Monday, you have nothing to worry about.
0: I think I'm good. I think not missed a thing. I had reminders and, you know, every time the date changed, I changed the reminder, but I didn't necessarily cancel out the uh, previous one.
1: Yeah, I I understand that. I get how that happens. But no worries. Just take a nice deep breath because you've got a lot to look forward to. In fact, you have a lot to watch. Yes. I'm guessing that, um, like me, uh, you probably have seen very few of the nominees.
0: Yeah, just, uh, just a couple, actually.
1: Well, let's talk about them later. Yeah. Let's start with the MCs this year. (gasps) Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Again, fourth time. Fourth time. Yes. Uh, Interestingly, though, Fey will be in the Rainbow Room on the East Coast and Poehler will be on the West Coast. Uh, uh, She'll be at the Beverly Hilton. And then the nominees will be coming from various locations around the world which is interesting and i just thought maybe we would take a step back and think about that from a production perspective because that's what we do Mm -hmm. from a production perspective that puts a whole lot of stress (laughs) on a team that now has to virtually no pun intended in this case bring the production to each one of those presenters that's coming on board. Now, whether that's done through the internet and you know some co- consumer devices or whether that's done through broadcast quality uh, engagement, we'll see. Either way, it's a task yeah. because either way, you have to ensure a certain right level of visibility and quality of audio to make sure that, that which you're bringing in is being seen and heard. So it's not easy to do. And it really does exponentially just create all of this additional stress and uh, logistics to deal with. So I have to applaud them.
0: Yeah. I'm assuming and correct me if I'm wrong, that the presenters, because I want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly, the presenters will all be scattered, right?
1: From what I understand, yes, from places all over the world and the winners as well, I yes. assume they're going to zoom in on the winners.
0: I wonder how they're going to um, handle the playoff music.
1: I wonder if Phil yeah I wonder that I wonder if they'll use it we'll see now I. There was one show was it the American music awards or there was a show that was done. Recently, that was completely done uh, virtual, and I remember thinking, "Oh, it was kind of fun." So we'll see what tactics they use. It's a whole new world, you know. If they're going to set some standards, I hope. And I would think with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler doing the hosting, there's going to be some zaniness involved in that.
0: Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see it because I love those two when they're together. Their energy is so spectacular it'll be interesting to see how they how that plays out when they're in different locations
1: yes it it will be i i have no doubt that they will handle it oh, yeah. extremely well whatever it is uh interesting side note so i'm a syracuse university graduate and there's a syracuse university uh drama department uh Uh, If you will, those of us who are alumni page on Facebook and uh, an alumni of mine who now teaches at SU just posted that another SU graduate just got work on Tina Fey's new show. Which I thought was great. Yeah, which we're watching, as a matter of fact, Angela and I. Which one is that?
0: Which one is that?
1: It's the mayor.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm watching that. It's
1: called the mayor with Ted Danson Yeah. and Holly Hunter and uh, Mr. Mayor. Oh, excuse me. Mr. Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor. Uh, Boy, he's a marketable property. Ted Danson.
0: He, yeah. And I mean, I have always loved him, but especially after the good place, it was kind of a whole new love affair with him.
1: Mm. Sure. Never won a golden globe though. Unfortunately. Um interesting. This telecast is viewed in more than 210 territories worldwide. Wow. That's enormous.
0: Is that more than any other award show?
1: It's purported to be the, the largest. It's produced by Dick Clark Productions in mm-hmm. association with the Hollywood Foreign Press. And uh it was interesting to dig up some information on the Hollywood Foreign Press uh and you know what they're all about of course they're a charitable organization and so in addition to presenting these awards they do raise money for charity and every year they have ambassadors and uh this year the ambassadors are jackson and satchel lee yeah and so i thought well what do they do like what do the ambassadors do Well, interestingly, they actually, it's their job to raise awareness for whatever causes they feel are important uh, on behalf of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And then those organizations receive a $25,000 grant each. And um, the organizations that they chose, I thought were really incredible. First of all, Jackson Lee chose Big Brothers and Big Sisters. I love that. Uh, to which I have a personal affiliation and, you know, am a big brother and still see Naja, my little brother, and still adore him and love him. And he just turned 28. <laughs> He's a great guy, you know. And I just every year when I see him, I don't see him as much as I'd like to. But that organization is so terrific. Uh, and uh, Satchel Lee chose an organization called Callen Lord, which is focused on LGBTQIA plus communities in New York, offering comprehensive judgment, free care research and education. So the focus is so diverse, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Plus these two youngsters, represent the first two uh, African American children to be ambassadors ever in the history awesome. of the Hollywood of the uh, of the Golden Globe Awards.
0: Interesting. Well, they come from impressive lineage.
1: Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They sure do. How
0: so, old you know
1: how old are they? I didn't I do not know how old they are. I do not know interesting question i would imagine they're young adults d'angelo do you know how uh do you know how old uh spike lee's kids are no not at any really. no no okay he usually knows those things <laughs> so uh onward then um 1944 was the first time the golden globes was presented at fox studios interesting huh
0: yeah.
1: yeah, And also what I found interesting was that the first year, the award was a scroll. And so the membership uh, decided that they would host an, uh, an award, uh, a contest, excuse me, for a new design for the award. And the president of the organization, Marina Sesternis, presented the idea of the shiny globe on the cylinder. And that's been the, the award that they've used since then. But I thought it was kind of interesting that the membership decided that they would have this contest. And then the president of the membership Won the contest. (laughs) So I had to look up this woman, and she looks exactly like I thought she would look.
0: Yeah, which is?
1: Which is to say, she looks like the woman who plays the wealthy, very discerning, puss faced aunt. Of the beautiful young ingenue in, you know, a 1950s, you know, uh romance. Toughest name, heart of gold. No heart. No, <laughs> no I don't know. I, I don't I don't see any heart in there. <laughs> but
0: you know, we have to point out that go back to the to the time when that happened. Yes. And it was a female.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: Right. So that that in itself is very impressive.
1: Yes, it is. It was 1945, so World War II was coming to an end. And uh, you know, women were only put into important roles during the war to uh basically substitute for their husbands who were apparently doing war time yeah. duties apparently. No, I won't disparage the the generation. Uh so that I found interesting. 1951 was the first time that they split the category of best actor and actress into drama and musical or comedy because they didn't want to, uh, you know, negate anybody's performance or make it unfair or seem one-sided. So that was an interesting thing that happened. And then what what I found very interesting is that the, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association split. And for a while there were two, and one was giving out the Henrietta the Henrietta Awards, while the other continued out to, get, to give out Golden Globe Awards.
0: It doesn't and have the same ring.
1: No, I couldn't even say it, <laughs> Henrietta. Uh, but they came back together in '55, and what's also interesting about them is there's been a number of awards that have come and gone. Uh, the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which still remains to mm-hmm. this day, is the longest running sort of special award. That's what they call them. And it was, it came into being in 1952. And can you guess who won the first Cecil B. DeMille Award?
0: Who won the first Cecil B. DeMille Award? You don't know? I do, but I want to hear you say it.
1: Well, it was Cecil himself. <laughs> Cecil so B. Was, DeMille.
0: Was he the... Uh, nominee, nominator, and presenter. I wonder how that worked.
1: No, I think it worked the same way in 2018. Didn't Carol Burnett win an award and now the award's in her name? Because she too has an award in her name since 2018. And I want to say that she was up on stage Mm -hmm. being honored and now the award continues on in perpetuity in her name,
0: I remember her receiving the award. Uh, I didn't. Re- was it a new? So it was a new award it's that a, they created at it, that point, right.
1: right? It was a new award in 2018, and the focus is on television performances. Whereas the Cecil B. DeMille Award, interestingly enough, you would think, okay, so the focus of that is on motion picture. But initially it was on entertainment. Now, of course, you know, there weren't all these different uh, right, you know, modalities then. So we can't really split hairs on that. Right. But it's interesting. Nonetheless, the Carol Burnett Award was first awarded in 2019 for outstanding contributions to television on or off screen. And it was put in her name for her
0: contributions which is perfect because she's one of the greats in my, in my humble opinion. There are very few. Who's
1: getting it this year. I can't recall because Jane uh, Fonda is getting the it's
0: Norman Lear.
1: Cecil, that's right. Norman Lear. Jane Fonda is getting the Cecil B. DeMille award and, and Norman Lear is getting the Carol Burnett award. And for those of you kiddies out there, Norman Lear was the creator of uh the, uh, goodness, their name just escapes All me. All in the Family. and then the and then the Jeffersons from there. Uh, and there were a few other spinoffs from that show that he, oh, Maud was one of his shows. Mm-hmm. That was a spinoff. Uh, he had, he changed the face of television back in the 70s. Uh, so he's getting the Carol Burnett Award. There's some other awards that were interesting that have come and gone, the, though. There was, for example, the Newcomer Award.
0: I remember that vaguely.
1: Timothy Hutton, Bette Midler, and Diana Ross were recipients of that award, but it was only around, it was also, it, it went by other names uh, from 1948 to 1983. Uh, From 1951 to 1980, there was also a World Film Favorite Award. And there were a few winners of that that you would recognize. Doris Day, interestingly enough. But you could could imagine that she'd be a world favorite. Oh, absolutely. Somebody that would translate. Uh, Steve McQueen, interesting. And Barbara Streisand, winners of that award.
0: So D'Angelo
1: is putting something in the chat.
0: Yeah. Um the I guess the Carol Burnett was first awarded in 2019.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. You, you know what on the on their website it says 2018. Hmm. But also that website hasn't been touched in a while. Uh, on the Golden Globes website it looks like it's it's got this year's honorees and winners, but some of the narrative there needed to be updated. Uh, so, so Ellen won it in 2020 and Carol received it in 2019 and that's when it was awarded. See, there's something up with, I I spent a moment actually trying to discern exactly how many presentations there have been because apparently the first one was in 1944 Mm -hmm. But this is the 78th. Right. But it's only 2021. So it makes no sense. There, I it it just, yeah, I'm having a hard time with the numbers. Unless, unless they skipped a year. I I don't know, but I'm, I'm having a hard time. If somebody knows, they'll have to share that with us.
0: Yes, please do. Because now that's going to bother me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And interesting, more just quick, quick, more awards that have come and gone. The Trailblazer, they gave that out one year, 1956. So interesting. Walt Disney wins for American Storytelling. Dinah Shore wins for American Song. If I were to ask anyone today who Dinah Shore is or was, I don't think my contemporaries would even know really? who she is. Yeah, I think very f- few people now. I think people older than us would know because she had a television show for a while. And she did. She has a classic in Palm Springs that the lesbians love every year. Um it's a golf <laughs> classic, the dinosaur. But I don't know that that people would know that. And For comedy, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, of course, course. which actually paved the way for the inclusion of television into the award show itself. And in 1957, there were five or six shows that won Golden Globes. Mickey Mouse Club was one of them. So was This Is Your Life, which was Best audience participation show. I love again an interesting categorization. Yeah, that's that's a great show. They brought that back. This is your life. No, 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 no. They did not. They brought back. uh, What is what is my line?
0: Right, which is different.
1: This is your life was a great show. Oh my goodness, we actually we actually celebrated somebody back when I first started my business with that format uh it was a it was a retirement party for a well-established gentleman here in san diego and his wife and i planned a for five or six months a this is your life party for him that was a complete surprise and she arranged for people from his past to be there and i wrote a script And we presented This Is Your Life, and it's incredible. And what would happen, ladies and gentlemen that don't know the show, is they would select a a well-known celebrity or well-known person would come on the show, and um, the host would basically take a look back at that person's life at tender moments, at moments of growth, at Uh, moments of celebrity, of, of, excuse me, celebration, moments of, you know, um, um, maybe childbirth, uh, you know, just big moments, milestone moments. And then these people would just appear like a grade school teacher that said something really positive, you know, people out of nowhere that would just appear on stage in celebration of, of the honoree. And it was just fascinating. We would sit and watch that as audience members. Of course, that was back when TV was
0: simpler. It was a slice of life.
1: Yeah, TV was innocent back then. It showed us the best of life.
0: I actually, um, I don't know if you know this, had an idea for that for one of my clients to do a version of This Is Your Life, but with one person playing all the different characters from that person's life.
1: Oh, that's great. It just has to be scripted. With yeah. enough time in between. Oh, that's really great. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you have somebody in mind for that?
0: Uh, to to be the person performing?
1: No, to be the person honored.
0: Uh, it was, yeah, it was up for uh, the country club. I was talking to one of their members after one of our events, and she was going to potentially have a birthday surprise party for her husband. And I was thinking, what can we do that's different? And that came into my mind. Unfortunately, just kind of never came to fruition, but it's always been in there germinating, like...
1: Tick tock, tick tock. A good idea, waiting for an opportunity. That's what life's about. (laughs) So, hey, so this year's uh, Golden Globes, there are 25 categories. Fourteen motion picture, and television, and uh, I. When I was going through the nominations, I didn't pay too much attention to the actors and actresses, more to the to um, you know the shows and the films themselves. And not having gone to the theater this year, I didn't see any of the drama, the films in the drama category. Which are The Father, Promising Young Woman, Nomadland, Mank, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven? Did you mm-hmm. see any
0: of those? I did not. I listened to all the music, though, uh, from it, but no, I didn't get to see any.
1: Yeah, I, I missed some. And I did a little reading up on them, and they all of them look really fascinating, um, especially Mank which is through the eyes of Mankowitz, who wrote Citizen Kane, This is sort of a retelling of Hollywood through his eyes. Oh wow, He's uh, purported to be an alcoholic and a very acerbic critic. So it sounds fascinating. And um, a promising young woman is, from what I can tell, a woman who is a murderess and, Lures people into her advantage and then kills them. So that's kind of interesting and provocative. The father feels like very close to home uh, because it's about a, a, a woman trying to help her father who's ornery and old and, you know, acerbic. <laughs> the trial of the Chicago Seven, interestingly enough, is I'm saying that word a lot today, interestingly enough, that phrase. Um, the trial of the Chicago Seven was written and is directed by Aaron Sorkin,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who's a Syracuse alum. Go, Aaron! And what I found to be even more interesting there was that Frank Langella is in the cast. Yes,
0: he is, and
1: he is also a Syracuse alum. Oh. Way before, way before I graduated from Syracuse, but he's because he spoke at my my Syracuse uh graduation ceremony. He was our speaker. He was our alumni speaker.
0: That's fantastic.
1: So it was just very funny to see that.
0: I heard him interviewed on NPR. I think it was Terry Gross about that movie. that was a difficult role for him. For him. I mean, just, you know, emotionally that's, that's that was a hard one.
1: It's it's about uh, the, the trial of those who were charged, uh, stemming from the uprising of the 68 democratic national convention, which took place in Chicago, uh, and the country was in a lot of turmoil then as it is now, or has been recently. Um, yeah, so I'm sure that it was emotional for him because I'm sure it brought him back to those days. Um, I did, D'Angelo and I have managed to, to see some of the films in the comedy or musical category, and I was pretty surprised that the only, only one I didn't know was is called Music, and it's a project of Sia's. And it looks, again, very interesting. It's about a recovering musician, a uh, I believe a musician who is forced to take care of his sister, whose name is Music, who's on the spectrum. Uh, And so it's about their relationship. Hamilton, which, hello, has that movie come out? Did did I miss something? Is it out? Is it available to see?
0: Well, there was the live stream on Disney I don't know. So, yes, I guess it did. It did.
1: Okay, Disney, so that counts. The Disney Plus, yes. The Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus, yeah. Okay, so that came out then. Because, you know, when we were interviewing the cast members for Latitude in September, the release of that film was for the summer of 2021. So I, that's why I'm a little confused. Even though I'm old, I did have a reason for being confused. Uh, <laughs> so, no, we have not seen that but we have seen The Prom.
0: Oh, that was is fantastic.
1: Delightful, right? Delightful yeah. story. So many wonderful performances there. Uh, James Corbin is up for, for a, a Golden Globe, but I didn't see anybody else from that cast mentioned, which I, I thought was a shame because there were some really great performances there. Borat's subsequent movie film is also up, which we saw this summer. And you know, People might look at that as just not being real, film fair, but it's just amazing what he is able to get people to do. Number one, what he's you know what he's able Absolutely
0: to stage. Good. You it's may not like. Him. Put it. I do, but you you can't deny his um, his genius and his ingenuity.
1: At all, not at all, and the young woman who plays his daughter, Maria Bakalova, who plays his daughter in this, is as genius as he is. Because for every moment of this film, you believe that she is an awkward, ugly, unsophisticated, ignorant, poorly dressed, sad sack of a being. And then throughout this film, you see this trans transition, you know, she this transformation. And by the end, she's just so, she's a gorgeous woman to begin with, if you see her picture. But the which makes the performance even that much more compelling. Really, really great performance. And Palm Springs is on that list too, which we also saw, which is sort of a Groundhog Day movie where... Adam Sandberg is is the lead, and he's also up for an award. Uh, He goes to Palm Springs uh, to a wedding, and he can't get out of the loop of this 48-hour loop. He just keeps going through the same loop. And uh, I don't even remember the end of the movie. I don't remember the end, so I'm, I'm I'm just floored that it's included, not that what I think matters. Maybe we need to see it again. So you I didn't see watch, any of those?
0: No, I, just The Prom. It's the only one I got to see so far.
1: Hmm. So what about in the television category? Uh, Emily in Paris? That's another one D'Angelo's been watching, Up for an Award. Right,
0: and I think D'Angelo told me I need to have Illy that Iliana, and I need to watch that. I think he said Yes. He that.
1: I think so. That's kind of why I can't get into it. It's an adult story, but there's something about it I, that just doesn't feel adult to me, it feels very um Nancy Drew-ish, but she's not, you know, just it just feels like it's formulated for a teenage girl.
0: And that's good. It's something for everybody, right?
1: Right. It's what D'Angelo likes. If it works for teenage girls, it works for him. So <laughs> no complaints. <laughs> um, I am super this-
0: excited about Zoe's though. So it's extraordinary yes. playlist.
1: She is nominated. Yeah. Have yeah, she's nominated. Show? Yeah, I've seen it. I like this, I like the show too. It's fun. I
0: yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. The dancing, the singing, the emotion. I, I uh.
1: it's a fun show. I I can't I can't lie. Uh, it's not up, though. Unfortunately, didn't make the list. Unfortunately, for a Golden Globe, but Schitt's Creek did. Now that it's you know no longer available, I mean it's available, but they're no longer producing. And so did the flight attendant, which I find interesting because it's in the musical comedy category, and it's more of a suspense TV show than anything else it's it's uh kaylee cuoco and she plays Mm. a flight attendant and she gets mixed up in in espionage and fbi espionage work and and uh she you know at the the first season basically which is what we've seen is how she makes that transition and what transpires in her life as a flight attendant that leads her to that by the end of the season and it's quite suspenseful and 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 her she's anything but i mean she's got a sense of humor her character does but she's anything but musical or funny i mean it's it's suspenseful and she's an alcoholic quite frankly in the series and has a lot of you know, demons to deal with. So I just don't understand how it made it into that category. One of the oddities that
0: I like her. I like kaylee Cuoco.
1: Yeah, I do, too. And if you like her, then it's worth watching because the show is really it's it's engaging. As I say, it's suspenseful. It's it's a mystery and you go on the journey with her and you like her so much because what's not to like, right? Even though she's a raging alcoholic, she's one of those people who can pull that off and you still love her and you're still rooting for her. And she's a complete mess up in the show. You know, she she's not good with her relationships. You know, basically she's an alcoholic who's also a stewardess having fun. That's the premise. And it's her transformation from that into what she becomes by the end of what she's forced to become by all this intrigue I mean and it's a murder you know that she's dealing with it's that level so it's it's wow it's a journey worth taking
0: okay now I'm I'm excited pop some popcorn
1: yes I sent um unfortunately we're not a, a visual show at this point but I did share with Alex some pictures of some of the um, faces of those nominated this year, not in any particular category, not for any reason except for, oh my goodness. I look at some of these faces and I think, wow, these were faces that America adored
0: Mm -hmm.
1: 20 years ago and look at them now. And I'm talking about Mark Ruffalo Okay, um, your cheeks don't need to be any bigger, and your hair doesn't need to be any bigger,
0: it just kind of looked like a bad prom picture.
1: Oh my god, you used to be so cute! And Jeff Daniels, I mean, come on, he, he oh. used to be you didn't, you never thought he was cute.
0: So oh, no, I no, thought no. he. Oh. I love him like I love him I can't say anything bad about him we're all a little bit chubbier these days so um <laughs> after newsroom after he did newsroom that was it he was put up on that kind of godly pedestal for me
1: he was so good in that movie but um he's just sort of looking at the camera like what the fridge like why <laughs> okay
0: actually I was thinking about the TV show he did and maybe I called miss misnamed it, but
1: the TV show.
0: Yeah. The Aaron Sorkin um, TV show where he was the news, uh, news anchor. And
1: Oh, that was a, that was that sports.
0: N- no, it wasn't sports. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. I thought it was called newsroom, but I, it was, it was so good. It was so good. It was brilliant.
1: Um, I feel like I should know that. Don't hate me, Aaron. Um, <laughs> oh, then Hugh Grant. And all I could think is, okay, I know you're English, but your teeth need a whitening. Because that's <laughs> what happens. You get older, and the beautiful white toothy smile suddenly becomes a yellow toothy smile. And if you're not careful, it's not it ages you and man, you need some powder when you take a picture because, ugh, used to be so dorbs. The worst though. <laughs> Do you even know who that is?
0: It's It's a small picture, so I'm trying to.
1: I sent her a picture of Al Pacino. I'm thinking, dude.
0: It is now. I
1: got it bigger. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Get a haircut. I don't know. Okay. Listen, you know, you're an actor. This is, you know, this is probably something that makes it easy to roll out of bed and go right to work if this works for your character, but it doesn't work for this picture at all.
0: Who's the woman in there?
1: Well, I'm going to get to her. Okay. <laughs>
0: Sorry, jumping the gun.
1: I would Al Pacino just yeah. get a haircut, man. Like, okay. put comb it, do something. You're not a rock star.
0: No, no, I just have to say, there's a little bit, and it's funny that you you bring this up because I just had a conversation with somebody about this. There's a little more freedom in Hollywood for men to be able to pull this off.
1: Okay, to pull it off or to do it—that's two get different away. things. <laughs>
0: See it's, these pictures are not gonna hurt their careers.
1: Okay. No, 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 it's not gonna hurt their careers at all. I don't, but if you look at many of the pictures of of the the nominees, which is where I got these pictures, just skimming through the Golden Globes website at all of the nominees and their pictures, um, many of them are not flattering. It's as though they sent in a picture from Facebook. And you have to, okay, you have to know that these people have publicists and people that, you know, are there are people that make these decisions usually about what's going on. They need a
0: lot of money to make those decisions,
1: right? Unless they don't, unless they don't care, and maybe in the world today we just don't care anymore. You know, maybe we're just so used to seeing ourselves in our living rooms and seeing you know famous people in their living rooms that it's just it's coming down to this um maybe the one in the middle middle is uh helena
0: bonham, bonham, bonham carter. carter i thought that's who it was
1: and the dress is fabulous but Hel-
0: <laughs> that's kind of her signature hair though Come on. It's a mop that's That's dyed brown. It's it's like that. Have you ever seen her hair any other way?
1: No. It looks like she's still wearing the Mrs. Lovett wig that she wore when she did Sweeney Todd. Like she just kept it on. I love her.
0: Oh, I do too. She's great,
1: but come on. Uh, there's no decorum anymore nobody cares you know who cares the people who care are the people who have nothing the people who have everything don't care they don't have to they just don't don't have to anymore oh my lordy lordy lord but the the good thing the fabulous thing is that award season has not passed you up you did not sleep through it it has not even begun uh and for those of you who are wondering oh oh yeah 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 what happened there because normally the globes do happen in january they normally do but because of the covid they have moved to next oh we're already in february to the end of february the 28th so they moved a month later because of the covid um so look for the airing of the Golden Globes, the seventy-eighth annual Golden Globes telecast from the Beverly Hilton. That's where Amy Poehler will be, uh, as well as from New York. That's where Tina Fey will be, as well as from the whole world. That's where everybody else will be uh, on the twenty-eighth, on the twenty-eighth of February, the very last day of February. No leap year this year. Uh, this Sunday, five p.m. Pacific, eight p.m. Eastern. You, you must tune in, because then the following week, we are going to have Mr. Steve Kemble on our broadcast. And Steve, you may know from uh, The Bride. Oh, goodness, I should know this. ABC's The Wedding was one of Steve's shows that he did, and a few other uh, shows. He's also been on The Housewives of Dallas. And he is a special event uh, extraordinaire guru, uh, bon vivant. He's been around for as long as I have and uh, <laughs> used to, I think it's with him, we, we would laugh um, when planners would tell us or ask us to put on a colorful jacket and uh, a great colorful shirt when you go into the boardroom and pitch to the the C-suite and wave your arms around a lot, which was to say that if they see that you're gay, we'll get the business (laughs) because (laughs) they'll understand that there's a sense of creativity Uh in- in in uh inferred in that uh, equation it's very it was very interesting uh, so he'll have some fun stories
0: yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to it cuz it, uh, he's uh i'm getting a little bird in my ear saying he's considered the world's sassiest lifestyle guru
1: yes yes and sassy he is uh and he he's worked with a lot of very rich and famous people and a lot of uh, very well-known brands, uh, before the art of event planning became recognized, you know, to TV audiences, he was doing that work throughout the country, uh, and is known among the creme de la creme of the event world creators as you know, a who's who somebody who knows and has influenced and uh, is respected and recognized, but he's sassy as can be. And, up, love it. and not at all reverent. And um, we'll probably have to bleep out a lot. That's uh, my favorite kind says. of person. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and uh, what I love about Steve is that, um, you know, we would go to these conferences together and um, the event, the special event conference, and, and I'm not a conformist. I think it's one of the reasons I live in Southern California, but the men that go to the conference always dress impeccably. You know, uh, coat, tie, everything is Gucci or Prada, everything to the nine to the nines. Steve, set that tone. And where I might have two bags for a four-day trip and feel like, oh, I've overpacked, he'd have six. And, you know, his stuff would be FedExed well before he got there because there was so much of it. And he'd, I want to say three outfits a day. And Valentino, Gucci, I mean, you know, just to the nines, you know, head to toe. Uh And I would just marvel. I, I don't know. I have, do not have the energy for all that.
0: I was going to say, that's an a, a intense that's, energy level to be able to do that.
1: It's a commitment because then you have to go out. I mean, you've done all
0: that. Now you have to go out and be all energetic. I'm tired from that. I was going to say, imagine tr- having to do hair and makeup on top of it. But who knows? Maybe Steve does.
1: Maybe Steve does.
0: <laughs>
1: maybe Steve. I'm not going to tell. <laughs> I never tell another man's secrets ever, ever, ever. It's bad form. But you can ask him.
0: I I'm kind of excited. I want to get to the point in life where I have a bag traveling with me at all times with various gowns. I don't even own a gown right now. Used to. Well,
1: well, if you're going to have a bag with gowns, you better have a bag holder too. It's yeah. not holding that bag.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean. That goes without saying. Okay, like I just want to make sure. The maid. I mean, come on. I just.
1: I well, the picture is very different. The visual is very different. You know, it's sort of the. Um, it's it sort of brings to mind like, um, Amy Schumer walking across the terminal with a bag of dresses on her back, sweating. <laughs> you know as opposed to Audrey Hepburn twirling in as the assistant hands her her dress, who she's, sh- you know, schwitzed and slaved and, sh- and brought the whole way.
0: I'm giving you a golden opportunity here, Mr. Balada. Which okay. one are you comparing me to?
1: Now, I want to make sure you're clear on what you're asking for. That's all. I want you to be the Audrey Hepburn. In my book, you're the Audrey Hepburn. I don't want Thank you to get it stuck being the Amy Schumer. I, you just, know, I
0: love Amy Schumer. I do. You know,
1: you know what funny. they say about the road to hell? It's paved with good with intentions. Amy right. No, who's, yeah, Amy's great. Love her. Love her. That's why she's holding the bag.
0: Bye. I guess first I have to get the bag. Then I'll find someone to hold it. Steps, well,
1: baby. yeah, I guess maybe first you need the dresses. Mm-hmm. Or you could fill the bag. Don't worry. Someday. The bag
0: and then fill the bag and then find the holders.
1: So there. You have to just breathe in abundance. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine the other night who shut me down. Boom. I do not believe in that. I said, okay maybe you need to, but I'm not going to say it, but I did, but I didn't, but I did, I suggested it. Cause that was a little, wow. You know, I mean, there's the whole idea of um, quantum physics and, you know, the world sort of giving you what you bring to it, mm-hmm. but then there's what people sort of misconstrue as um, the, the, theory and they think that you know you could legitimately wish for something and it's going to come your way but it's it's not about that it's about putting your own right it's it,
0: manifesting
1: right and pushing and and changing the ways in which you you look at things changing your mind about things that brings you to it to that which you want that's what that whole thing is about It's not about, you know, suddenly feeling all positive and, oh, I'm, I'm going to wish for something and it's going to be mine. It's yeah.
0: Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. There's a book that everybody should read called everyday miracles. And the first third of the book is all about quantum physics, but how that relates to positive manifestation.
1: It's sort of like being the change you want to see, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, like if you're in an argument or you're upset with somebody, being the first one to make amends, you know, being that first person, it's it's being the one who loves rather than the one who requites love, who doesn't give love. It's being that courageous person, it's, it's all of that, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that we as humans think mm, it's too hard or it hurts my feelings and so, it can't be right because i was squashed or i was crushed so it must be everybody else but no it isn't oftentimes it isn't so anyway on a high note lots of films to watch before sunday night lots of tv to catch up on we didn't even like go through half of it lots and lots and lots. Um, so get your TV on, get your get your Netflix on, get your Hulu on, get your Disney Plus going and get it all going because you've only got about 72 hours or so to get all caught up with the Golden Globes this Sunday night, the 28th of February. We will uh, see you uh, for our little after show with Steve Campbell. And listen, hey, don't forget... You can find us wherever you find your podcasts. And if you do find us, please uh, download us. Please make us one of your favorites. In fact, give us five stars. Why not?
0: Yeah, They give you
1: all of these stars that you can give out. Just give us five. That's all we're asking for. It's not like you can't get another five later. So, you know, well spent, I promise. Uh, And listen, if you'd like to connect with us in any way, tell us that uh, we're full of uh, Bullshlaka or that we're full of brilliance, please do. Uh, you can email us at, at bolada.com or you can find us on the World Wide Web at bolada.com Just look for the, the Bolotta Vibe tab. Alex, yes. what say ye?
0: I have a lot of watching and catching up to do, but looking forward to do it. So if I look haggard come Monday, you'll understand why, because I will be incredibly sleepy.
1: Yes, well, that I always that doesn't surprise me about you. (laughs) I'm out now at the point where if I wake up in the middle of the night, I wonder if you're awake because (laughs) you probably are. Yes. All right. So listen, uh, we're on the out now. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. This is Anthony Bolotta. This is Bolotified. And goodbye. Till next time.